Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And Thursday's practice would be just hours away from now. We have a new segment. We should call it Key Stradamus because Key said, no matter what, concussion, no concussion, toe injury, whatever the status was, when Wednesday's practice began, you know who would be out there beginning practice, mm. and that would be mm. Patrick Mahomes. Hey! Hey! hey. Good call, Key. You know what that is, though, Zubin? It's right here. Here you go. What do you got? This is the book. Okay. It's the coaching manual in the NFL, right? It's the book right here. <laughs> gotcha. What's it say this on page it? 321, Key? Let me see right here. Pop it open. Here it is. 321. Quarterback injured. MVP have to win Super Bowl, hurt on Sunday, plays on Sunday, the following Sunday, but starts practice on Wednesday. Don't worry. That's what it says. And everybody's going to follow okay. that. Everything's going to be okay. It, you know, it's, I'm not a doctor, but I also played the game, and I'm not silly. It, it, when you look at it, and it was so interesting because Andy Reid said at his post-press conference that – you know, Patrick ran off, you know, under his own power, and he looked fine, and he, you know, he was fine. So he kind of alluded to Sunday after the game. Sunday after the game, he yeah. kind of alluded to he was fine. If he was uh, uh, back in the day, several years ago, he probably could have gone back in the game. It just tells you. I'm not a doctor, but my eyes tell me something, and I haven't played before. It's like, okay, having been somewhat concussed and hit, I kind of you could kind of tell. And the thing is, it wasn't that he practiced fully on Wednesday, just enough to be around. Because you don't have to be out there practicing every single rep with the first unit. The game plan is the game plan. The game plan is all mental. Everything that you installed, as I continue to tell you guys throughout this show since we started from day one, when we talked about other teams like Tennessee who missed a ton, uh, because of COVID, the whole entire team couldn't practice. They went out there and shellacked the, their opponent. Everything was installed in the summertime. So you get the big three-ring binder. That's all the plays. Mm-hmm. And from that three-ring binder, they're going to pull out plays for the game plan. And then there's a handful of plays, Jay, that it, just like basketball, there's a handful of plays that they may have seen over the last several games that teams were successful against the Buffalo Bills using Mm -hmm. that he has to get up to speed on a trick play here, trick play there, you know, much like uh, the, you go back and you think about, you think about Jameis Winston's throw last week for the touchdown the week before, you know, who ran that play? You You know, who ran that bears. Was it the bears ran the same exact play. Mitch Trubisky dropped it in the bucket and the kid dropped it. They just took that and said, we're going to use that. Oh, the wins one. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and so that's all that happens. For the majority of their game plan, Ninety, I would say 95% of their game plan was put in in the summertime. And 5% of it will be put in this week, and they may not even use that 5% throughout the course of the game. So it's all mental reps. You see, Key, I, we both knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to play. Right, there's no doubt that he was going to play. You called that. We always we knew it's a it's a championship game. He's well, he going should to play. he should play. He should. I mean, look with the way with all the smaller things that we spoke about over the last couple of days, it felt like he was trending in that direction. Yes. to play. Right. I just look forward to how does he handle that first hit? We had Taylor Twelman on yesterday, and he said, you know, one of the things that you 
you talk about with all these NFL protocols as it relates to concussion protocol is that, you know, there's really no in-practice reps because in practice, nobody's hitting Patrick Mahomes. They're not even practicing that way right now going into a game like this. So how does he handle that first hit? Does he just get up? Is everything fine? I think those are the small things you look forward to seeing how he responds to things like that. I think he'll be fine, but still, I, I know that's going to, everybody's going to stop and hold their breath for a second. How does he deal with a hit like that? Well, here's what I would say. Without knowing um, the actual diagnosis of whatever little injury he had, he had to go into concussion protocol. Doesn't mean that he had a concussion, though. Just means Mm. that they have to make sure that it was not a concussion. It could have been simply he just got the wind knocked out of him. It could have been simply he just jammed something and was not feeling good. And at the in the end, they're going to find out what the symptoms would uh, lead to. And so if that's the case, that it wasn't a concussion, then he won't have to worry about that first hit. If it was just a little Uh. woozy ding, because a concussion is different than being hit and kind of, you know, just jarred a little bit. That's not a concussion. Being knocked in, in you know, kind of fog, that's not a concussion. And I think people get the the two uh, kind of mi- mixed up a little bit. Con- Wait, Key, I'm not a doctor, even though I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express a couple of times. What, what is the difference? Like, what, if, you, if you feel like you're woozy and you get knocked off, I mean, your brain has gotten rattled a little bit, right? Well, you could you 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 could get hit like I've been hit before, and I've gotten up too fast. That's not a concussion. It's just all of a sudden, whatever that oxygen or whatever that is that you get up and it just runs to your brain, like you saw with Patrick Mahomes. That's not a concussion. A concussion is when all of a sudden he's throwing up, he has headaches, he can't see the bright lights, all of those sort of things. If you think about it, he wasn't out there in practice with no dark sunglasses on. Uh, sitting in the dark that's that's a concussion Mm. that's a concussion those sort of symptoms indeed we're down to four teams left in the playoffs and the push to the big game is brought to you by AutoZone get in the zone AutoZone quickly on the injury front this may not be as big for general football fans as it is for Chiefs fans but it is important to note that Clyde Edwards-Alaire was out there practicing yesterday he's recovering from an ankle and a hip injury Sammy Watkins has a calf injury both were inactive for the game against Cleveland on Sunday but both out there in limited fashion on Wednesday Um, if you care about numbers other than the final score we talked about the big game in AutoZone on the way to the Pro Football Championship, since we can't use the name that obviously everybody knows we're heading towards in February, here's Doug Kazarian, ESPN betting analyst and the co-host Ooh. of Daily Wager, our gambling show on how the line might fluctuate depending on how Mahomes' status fluctuates. Let me write this down. <laughs> the betting market certainly expects Patrick Mahomes to play on Sunday. KC currently favored by three, and an oddsmaker told me He thinks it will only move to three and a half if Mahomes is confirmed, but he wouldn't be shocked if it just stays at three, given it's such a key number in NFL betting. It's nuanced because the most common margin of victory in NFL history is three. However, if Mahomes is out, Bills might be favored by as many as six points. Remember, Packers and Vikings were both five and a half point road favorites last year when Mahomes missed time. So if you like the Bills, even with Mahomes playing, it makes sense to bet it now. Last thing I would say as nine uh, point swings, Ubin. Wow. Huge. If Patrick Mahomes is out. Wow. Huge. Absolutely. What Last, is a nine point swing? So think about it. Could be three, could be six. It's sort of like in an NFL game oh, okay. where if a team's down 14 and then leads by 21, it's a 35 point swing. Right. It's like that. Yeah, that right? makes think sense, about it like though. That. Yeah. 
That, that makes sense if he's out that the Bills will be favored. No, no doubt. But he's not, not going to be out, Key. Don't worry about it. He's not going to be out. <laughs> I, I'm betting that he's not. Exactly. So He's not going to be out. You know. Last couple words from Andy to Key's point that Mahomes did take all the snaps. Quote from Andy, he feels good, so we're just going to follow this protocol as close as we possibly <laughs> Of course can. he feels good. <laughs> He's going to feel fine. He felt good. He felt good once he went in the locker room and gathered himself. He felt good then, but they couldn't put him back out there based on everything that we saw visually, and they needed to make sure that he was okay. Yes, there is a five-step process to get cleared. Right now, it appears as though, based upon what Andy said and what we were able to see limited when the Chiefs opened practice yesterday, that he's actually crossed number four already, which would be team-based yeah, non-contract <laughs> training. And Zubin, ran- random note, Zubin, I'm really feeling the 5 o'clock shadow this morning. I, 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 see, I see what you're going for. Oh, a George gonna... Clooney look. I like it. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, what? I'll take it. George I've never Clooney been, look. I've never been compared to George what? for With obvious the, reasons. The scruffy beard? For obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, scruffy beard, Keith. <laughs> I'm going go- to keep growing it for a while. I'm going to keep growing it for a while. How Lastly, long is a while? Uh, I don't know. How, how long will you let the beard grow out? Well, this has only been since, believe it or not, this has only been since like maybe Sunday. You should, so shave, every, like you should shave everything and just get a big thick police mustache. <laughs> just like one of the, I was thinking more Fu Manchu. Yeah. <laughs> Got to clean up the bottom. The bottom's a little bit. Yeah, you can. Serious. Nah, Fu Manchu won't look right. Just get a big thick one of the big thick mustaches like the cops wear. <laughs> I just wish it was growing as much on top as it is on the face, but that's not really working out for me. <laughs> right in the Yeah, I think, I think that's way gone. <laughs> that's for both of us, Ruben. We're okay. <laughs> uh, and then the last step, of course, would be the independent neurological consultant, the yes. INC, the independent doctor. But he's 80% of the That'll way through be, the hey. NFL's five-step That'll be done by noon today. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt about it. As we head to Sunday. On the way, of course, the Chiefs are looking to get Holmes back. Last night, the Nets got a big piece back. But it was another point guard who ended up stealing the show. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We have an update on the whereabouts of Kyrie Irving. Nets guard Kyrie Irving out the last five games for personal reasons. The NBA fined Irving $50,000 for violating health and safety protocols for visiting a private indoor party. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash unsportsmanlike. Sexton hit it over Kyrie Irving. We're tied at 127. What a shot! They had a guy get hot at the right time. He sent it to the second overtime. Three ball. There's another one! Colin Sexton! Absolutely sizzling from downtown! Statistically, the worst offense in the league. Worst shooting team in the league. Shoot 50% from the three on that many attempts. You know, you gotta give them credit. They knocked him down. And that's Kevin Durant. And as a result of Colin Sexton's 42 points in Kyrie's Mm. return... The Cavs knocked down the Nets 147-135 in double OT. More on that coming up on our Sports Center update at 6.30 a.m. Eastern. You heard the call there on WTAM. Uh, not to be underplayed here, again in a loss, James Harden, Jay, had another triple-double. Triple double. Another one. But the bottom line is it's the two point guards that are the big story this morning. The one that returned and the one that outshined the guy that returned. Well, so Colin Sexton, that boy was on fire last night, Key. I don't know if you've ever had this hoop-wise. It's an out-of-body experience. It almost feels like he's hotter than Cayenne Pepper. But I've had this multiple times playing in the course of the game where, you know, Bill Cartwright came up to me one time. I was like, Jay, like, did, did you see the basket on that last shot you shot? I was like, I didn't, I didn't see the basket. It didn't matter what I put up. The ball was going in. It, the ball just found a way to hit the bottom of the net. And that's what was happening last night with Colin Sexton. Like, you go back to the 2018 draft, like, I always felt like he was different. No doubt about it, he's shining this year. And it, it, it's proven to be he is the person that we thought he could be. Now, on the opposite side with the Nets, this doesn't really concern me, them losing a the game, right? Uh, LeBron James, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, they lost their debut. Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, they lost their debut. The only thing that's kind of concerning is that they gave up 147 points. And that's the one thing we're going to be paying attention to as it relates to this team. We know they can outscore people. We know they can you know, go on 20-0 runs. They have the scoring power to do so. But their ability to get stops down the stretch, who's going to be that guy? Who's that guy that you say, go get him, Colin Sexton. Go get, go get Colin Sexton and stop him. That, that's going to be the question. 147 points against one of the worst offensive teams in the league. That's concerning. No doubt. It's Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests just this morning will join in the Goodyear hotline. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Key, a couple of stats that just have to be mentioned with Sexton. This might be the most amazing NBA stat of the young season. Colin Sexton, you ready for this, fellas? Yes, I am. Scored 15 points in the second overtime alone. He -hmm. scored 15 points in the second overtime. As for the other point guard, Kyrie, quote, two overtimes for my first game back. You got to love NBA ball, though. I was smiling when Colin Sexton was making those shots. We should mention Kyrie because it was a double OT game. He did get up there. He played 48 minutes in his first game key in about 15, 16 days. He hasn't played since January 5th. He was only back at practice on Tuesday. Well, he's clearly in professional sports shape. I mean, he's a true athlete. So a couple, uh, two weeks off, three weeks off is not going to do anything to his conditioning. Uh, the thing that amazes me, though, he comes back and he drops buckets and he plays as long as he did, 37 points. Mm-hmm. just seemed 28 shots. It just seems like a lot to me for a guy coming back. Um, and as I said before, uh, when they assembled this group of three, I said, you know what? Yes, it's great. It looks good. But you can't outscore everybody. You're going to have to play some defense. A couple stops. And, and, and that is going to be the concerning part as they move forward. They're going to jail 
they're going to get together. Jay Will mentioned it a minute ago saying, hey, the other teams that have assembled superstar talent have lost games along the way, first game, second games along the way, and eventually that core will figure it out together once they start to practice and understand it. But you got to stop somebody. you got to be able to play defense on somebody because what will happen is these coaches, as Jay knows in the NBA, will expose your weakness. When you start to go up against some of those teams that have guys that can put you not only on the perimeter but also off the dribble, pounded down low, how can you counter that? I mean, you know, and that's a lot of the times in Mike D'Antoni's system. Well, I don't want to call it Mike. Well, I guess you can, right, Jay? Call it. It's like Steve Nash, Mike D'Antoni's system. Yeah. Okay, so with this style of play, as we've seen in the past, high volume, high shooting, a lot of scoring, but on the other end, no defense. So, again, you cannot outscore everybody. You've got to play some defense. It's going to be common practice that these guys between the three of them are going to be averaging around 65 to 70 shots a game. Like, that's, that's a given every game. Last night, Kyrie Irving also was returning to Cleveland, to Cleveland, where he won a chip. So I think there was a little extra motivation there. And, but just let me tell you one quick story, Zubin, about Colin Sexton. Go back to his college days at Alabama. He was playing against Minnesota. Everybody on their team fouled out. They were left with three players on the court. Do you remember? Colin Sexton was one of three players, Key. It was three versus five. I thought they were going to cancel the game, but they continued to play the game. Colin Sexton dropped 40 in that game, and they almost won. So they wait, almost won. Three, on three five? against, three against five, Key. The game was in Brooklyn. I've yeah. never seen this before. He dropped uh, 40, and they had a chance to win that. the game down the stretch. It was, that's who Colin Sexton is, though, just to remind people. I know he plays for the Cavs, but that boy can light it up. Three on five, that sounds like a, a, a practice drill, Jay. Exactly. And he, and he was, Key, I'm telling you, they had two cats on him the whole time. He was just taking, it was like one verse five. He was, and he wasn't passing to nobody. He was dropping four. I've never seen anything like it before I, I in my life. He, I think he's going to continue to develop, especially as they get some stability in Cleveland and not all the back and forth, changing coaches in and out. Once they get that stability, I think he'll continue to just develop. You can't have change all the time. Yeah, one last thing I would mention, Jay's right on the money there with the attempts per game. Last night, if you add the three together, it was actually 67 shots between the three guys. But again, you cannot ignore the fact that everybody is filling it up again in Kyrie's first game back as they're trying to integrate him back in. Durant has 38, Kyrie has 37, Harden has a triple-double, and oh, by the way, they'll get a good sense of where they are because their next opponent, same team. They're going to play the Cavs again on Friday. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no it just, No, it just, that just seemed like a lot, but Jay, Jay explained it to me. Got a break. Got He's a break. screaming at me. And that game was in Brooklyn, <laughs> by the way, that three-on-five game. College basketball fans will remember it for sure. On the way, the guys say the pressure is on one quarterback to deliver on championship weekend. If this guy could respond to Key and Jay, he would simply probably utter the letters... R-E-L-A-X. Tom Brady looking for his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Bruce Arians ain't playing, man. He can't help them between the white lines. Aaron Rodgers ain't really paying attention to it like that. Whatever the spread is on this game, give it to me and more for Green Bay. I'm just going to tell you that right now. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sexton, six on the clock. Three ball. There's another one. Colin Sexton. Absolutely sizzling from downtown. 139, 131. Cavs by eight. Colin Sexton at 39 points. Wow, wow, wow. Finished with 42. Cavs over the Nets in double OT, 147, 135. It's heard on W. T-A-M. It was the return of Kyrie Irving. He had 37 points. Harden had a triple-double. Durant had 38, but Colin Sexton stole the show from the new-look trio. He had 42, as I mentioned, including 15 by himself in the second OT. The Nets can get a measure of revenge with the strange schedule this year. They're actually going to play the Cavs again on Friday in their next game. The next game for the Chiefs, of course, is the AFC Championship game. After that, of course, would be the Super Bowl and could be all systems go for Patrick Mahomes. The initial signs look good, as Key said. He was out there on Wednesday as fully expected. Andy Reid said he was limited but did take all the snaps. We'll wait to see what happens. And it's all over for Larry Scott as the Pac-12 commissioner. Many Pac-12 fans and alums like Keyes are saying that his 11-year run will end in June. He'll assist in the transition to find a new Pac-12 commissioner. He had been roundly criticized as the other leagues in the Power Five had zoomed past the Pac-12 in terms of revenue, TV networks, exposure, and frankly, when it comes to college football, success. And SportsCenter is presented by Progressive Insurance, making making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Aaron Rodgers has blown through everybody on his way to this NFC Championship. Coming off what Tampa was able to do to Drew Brees, this one is going to be super interesting. Every time I played in Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo, nobody was cold out on the field. It's not that big difference. Key, you beg to differ on that or what? Man, I'm not. That was Bruce Arians, right? I can't <laughs> listen to him. He's, just, he's, he's doing what he does best. He's just talking. It's cold, man. I don't want to hear that. That. Aaron Rodgers even said he needs it colder because it wasn't cold last week, It was even though it was cold. So, man, come on, man, stop. This dude be calling out Bill Belichick, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Tom Brady. He don't, he don't care. He's really out there wilding out, huh? We'll see. He may laugh last, but I, maybe not. I coached in cold-weather places. Okay. <laughs> he was you, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> but he ain't the dude out there running around playing. catching balls and getting hit. Getting hit in the cold is not fun. It, getting hit in the cold is not fun. Hitting the hard surface is no fun. We'll see. He could. He could end up getting the last laugh. Though, Zubin, I mean, coaching in the cold is hard. I mean, that pin gets stuck to the board. You know, a, 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 very difficult. <laughs> so we'll see. It'll be a difficult task to upend Aaron Rodgers. And if Bruce Arians can do that, some of us may have to eat our words. But if A-Rod takes care of company, then we won't have to hear any more <laughs> words from Bruce Arians until next year. Aaron Rodgers was reminiscing yesterday. He said there's no additional pressure on him at this particular stage, hosting the NFC Championship game for the first time. The guys disagree with that statement. We'll talk 
talk about it in a second. But check out this statement from Rogers, reminiscing a little bit. Listen to the tone here. I hope there's more opportunities, but I don't know. I mean, I really don't. And that's stuff that's out of my control. I mean, my future is a, a beautiful mystery, I think. The present is such a gift to just be able to stay in the moment and to have uh, gratitude for being in a situation again and being with the guys and having fans at our stadium and maybe snow on an NFC championship game. I mean, I'm going to enjoy these moments for sure. Just not worry about what happens down the line. Says there's no pressure, bringing right back the R-E-L-A-X that he was so famous for. But key, if you and Jay both say that if you line up the pressure on the four quarterbacks left, squarely Aaron Rodgers has the most, even though he dismissed uh, that notion yesterday. Well, the pressure for me on Aaron Rodgers is I have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I want to get to my second Super Bowl so I can – my legacy isn't complete, but that second Super Bowl puts him in a different conversation – than he is in right now. Like, it puts him in that Elway, it puts him in that Tom Brady, uh, uh, Montana conversation with who he is as a player, his what a ability, wow. all of those sort of things. What a group of uh, I mean, wow. Yeah, when you think about it. it <laughs> and so, that's the pressure. Now, as an individual player, he may not feel the pressure himself. But for us as people that cover this stuff, I look at it as pressure for him. You never feel pressure as a player. He ain't stressed. Oh, my God, I got to win this because if not, they're going to talk bad about me. It's a different type of pressure that I see for him. Every time I think about A.A. Ron, I think about R-E-L-A-X all the time. He's 37 years old. Tom Brady is 43 years old. So I expect A.A. Ron to play for a long time, another five, six years, right, at this pace. Easy. Easy. I don't understand why it feels like the Kansas City Chiefs are playing with house money, Key. I don't. I, I, they won the Super Bowl last year. I'm going to read to you a couple of headlines at the beginning of this season about Kansas City. The Chiefs are matchup proof. The Chiefs dynasty is one that could be better than Michael Jordan's. Kansas City, easily the best team in the National Football League. The case for the Chiefs to go undefeated. Comparing Patrick Mahomes to Stephen Curry, changing the trajectory of what the quarterback position is supposed to be. I don't understand how all of a sudden now nobody talks about KC or nobody adds any pressure or puts any pressure on Patrick Mahomes to live up to this dynasty. We've had people on our network key, not us, but people on our network say, Thank you. you know, every year that they don't win it, that's a failure. This team is loaded. Travis Kelsey, go through all the names, Tyreek, all the names that they have on this team, extremely loaded. They lost one game this year. They could have gone undefeated. Uh, two games, excuse me, if you count the last game where pretty much ha- you know their whole team sat out. Right, right. But oh, I don't understand why all of a sudden it's like, hey, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they just get a pass. There's no pressure on them. And all the pressure is like on Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. That doesn't, that doesn't register in my mind. Jason, let me ask you this question. Oh, you call me by my full government name. You're about to try to break something down. <laughs> What was the um, the date on some of the stuff that you read? It was all at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the season, right? Yes. So I am going to break it down for you. When you're coming out of winning a Super Bowl, everybody is giddy about the next Super Bowl. So you're going to be Michael Jordan. They got a chance to make a run. Oh, my God. No, no, Key. We never compare another no, player not, to Michael Jordan. But We but don't compare not, players to Michael Jordan. Not us, but as a massive – media 
they're going as a mass, they're going to do that. They're going to be a dynasty there because it's their first Super Bowl and they're coming out of a Super Bowl, right? If they would have lost, they wouldn't have said that. Wait till if in fact and when Green Bay wins the Super Bowl, if they do it, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers has got five more years. He's going to win three out of the next five. I remember when we won the Super Bowl. Oh my God, this defense is oh, they're going to win the, they're going to win at least two more. I mean, it's just that's prisoner of the moment. That is what they do. So you can't look at it and say, well, Kansas City is not getting the respect or not the pressure from the beginning of the season. That, that's something that was put out there at the beginning of the year. We're at the end of the year now. Nobody ever remembers what they said at the beginning of the season. It's oh. still pressure on them, though. I feel like there should be a lot of pressure on them, but it's interesting paying attention to what everybody else is saying in the media. Like, there's no pressure on Kansas City. I just don't, and 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 I don't see key. I, I don't hear people compare other people after they just win a Super Bowl. I don't hear them compare absolutely that quarterback to Michael Jordan. Well, I, I haven't I mean, heard Michael Jordan is one of the most iconic figures and and probably the most iconic figure in the history of sports. You, you, come on, man. You know how it go. They compared Zion to, to LeBron James. People compare people to people all the time. They always say something that doesn't necessarily make the most sense and it doesn't always stick. Now, Patrick Mahomes had a MVP season, won the Super Bowl, all of those things. He started to do commercials. So the first thing they start to say is Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. And he may win three Super Bowls. He may win three. But it's hard as hell to win three no matter how dynamic you are. I hear you on that. But don't you feel, Key, that they're play- it seems like they're playing a little bit with house money? Just a little bit? Absolutely not. That's crazy. No, you don't? No. It, uh-huh. that's, that's the way it feels on the outside for me. Maybe because internally for you guys have different expectations. It just doesn't feel like we talk about Kansas City is supposed to be in the championship game and it's supposed to win. It doesn't feel like people talk about them. That well, way. you look at you, what you're looking at, though, Jay, is you're looking at the conference that they're in, right? When you start to look at it, who's the best quarterback in the conference? Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. Who's the best coach in the conference? Well, Andy it was Reed. Bill Belichick, but now it's Andy Reid. Because Belichick, you know, they, they didn't have Tom Brady and da 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 So now you're looking at that. Then you go and say, well, Baltimore really, you know, their offense is sputtering alone, not great, da 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 Well, the Raiders aren't going to they, – they're, they're not good. Well, the Bills are coming along. They're still young. They got to figure it out. And so that's what you're doing within the conference. That's the only team that you have confidence in because Cleveland you didn't. But then when you switch to the NFC, there's a long list, Zubin, of – quarterbacks in the NFC whether it's Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers well Drew Brees until we saw him last week and and so and then Tom Brady moves over there so you start looking at that and going well it's more and tougher to win in the NFC than it is in the AFC so automatically you assume that Kansas City is going to the Super Bowl if you drop Kansas City in the NFC I don't think people would have felt that way. Yeah, a couple things here to add. So the fellows have obviously weighed in with their thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and how much pressure is on him. They think in a certain way quite a bit, even though Rodgers is thinking just the opposite. So we want to ask you this morning on the Twitter feed or on the call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, who has the most pressure on them this weekend in the NFL? And by the way, you don't have to choose a quarterback. Like I would go out of the box and say the Bills' defense. If they face a less than Mm. 100% Patrick Mahomes, they shut down the Jackson. They're built on defense. Their head coach is a defensive background. You're getting the league's best offensive player, maybe not at 100%. If your D steps up, 
Put the pressure on him to step up and say, we can score. Maybe we can win. One other cautionary tale I would mention here. And I think, Jay, this doesn't have the headlines that you mentioned with the Chiefs this year. But I think if you go back and look at what the expectations were after the Seahawks won that Super Bowl over the Broncos, 43-8, they won by 35. People were saying, Legion of Boom, they're going to take off. Oh my God, they got yes. Russell Wilson. Cautionary tale. Oh, my God. As we know. They got one Super Bowl out of it. Should they have gotten two? Yes. Yes. We know that. Malcolm Butler, goal line, all that. But to your point, Jay, I would say that there have been other teams, even here in the last 10 years, that have had amazing expectations put upon them. Looks like a rocket ship is taking off. Young quarterback, rookie deal, not putting it in his hands just yet. Defense was great. Defensive-minded head coach. All the swag, the carol, the this, the competition, and all the, I'm not saying, quote-unquote, all they got out of it, because Keyes talked about how tough it is to win a Super Bowl. But if you looked at the expectations that they had, after that Super Bowl, that was a dynasty in the making, and they never won the Super Bowl again. How many do that's, they have? That's fair, Zubin. Uno. Yeah. That, that, that's all. One. But but that's all I'm saying, though, Jay, right? I mean, it's yeah. like every year you – every team with a young quarterback or a young nucleus that wins the Super Bowl, oh, they're going to win 20 of them in the next five years. It just – everybody goes crazy. It's like, man, slow down. It's other teams that's building in these conferences and these divisions that are not going to just allow you to think that they're going to close the door and allow you just to go and win a Super Bowl. We can even go back to the 80s. It's been very famously said as uh, his records have been broken by Drew Brees and others as the game is becoming more video game-based and everybody's throwing it everywhere. Very famous story. This is I'm not the first person, probably the 10 millionth person to say it, but Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl in his second season and famously after the game, after he lost, everybody was like, don't worry, man. You'll be back. Remember, he was throwing for 4,000 yards. Today, everybody's throwing for 4,000 yards. When he was throwing for 4,000 yards in the 80s, it was a but total outlier. He never got never, back. Never. Never even Zubin, got back. Not when, didn't get back. I have a question for you since you're the almanac. And you, I don't know, you know about that. About, you, you, you're pretty damn close. When, when Russell Wilson won that first one, did, did people, were people comparing him to be the greatest quarterback ever, though? It wasn't. All, all, I'm say, all I'm saying, though, people were saying – Patrick Mahomes has a chance to be the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. And he still That's does. All and he, I, and I he hear still you. does have the chance to be the greatest quarterback ever. No, Russell Wilson, to answer your question, no, no one was ever saying Russell Wilson was going to be the greatest quarterback ever. But that defense was how they really won that first Super Bowl. It was the defense that was the juggernaut of the NFL, and that defense was going to be mentioned along the likes of the Bucks, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what they were talking about, but it all kind of disintegrated over time is what Zubin is saying. So yeah. what I'm saying is when you win a Super Bowl, the momentum carries you into the season. Unless you are like older and it, you win and it's like, oh, it's over with. They were not saying that about the Denver Broncos because the Denver Broncos, Elways and, and Rod Smiths and McCaffreys are already kind of older. They were not young. I mean, their next quarterback was like Bubby Brister or something. <laughs> it was so, Bubby. It yeah. was Bubby. So. Uh, the last thing I would mention there, obviously, too, and I'm not saying that that Broncos offense was as prolific as this Kansas City offense, but it was close. And the Seattle yes. defense held Peyton Manning, who had a record-setting season over the next couple seasons and that 2013 season, to eight points. So that's another th- reason, just to men- mention, even though it's an offensively-driven league, that offense was shut down. Great offenses can be shut down in the Super Bowl. It doesn't seem fathomable considering where we are right now in the NFL, but that particular day, defense clamped down and won. And if somebody can clamp down defensively the way the Seahawks did that day and do it to Mahomes, they'll have a chance to win the Super Bowl. 
We'll see. We will see. We will see. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline uh, following us every single day, of course, is Greeny. Today, Greeny talks to Mark Cuban, the Mavericks owner, and Nick Mangle, the former Jet from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, right into Greeny weekday mornings on ESPN Radio. Back now to the big story in the NFL from yesterday. Breaking news, Philip Rivers is retiring after 17 seasons in the NFL. The trash talker, he's, he's definitely right up there in the top five National Football League. Oh, quick crime! Y'all think that's a good blitz? Y'all think that's a good blitz, Rolando? Shout out to Philip Rivers. He actually surpassed me on the number of children. He has nine. I stopped at seven. The Colts knew this was a strong possibility after the season. Rivers hinted at potentially wanting to go coach high school football. He's done everything. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame at some point. When you know it's time, you just go ahead and you do it. All right, so let's just set the record straight. That was Damian Woody with his seven kids, Philip Rivers Ooh, with his nine. Kids. Uh, so nine I guess, kids. yes. Jeez. So think about that. Jay's got a second <laughs> on the way. Think about this. Uh, That's it for me. I'm done after two. <laughs> no matter what the stats say, let's just say it. Philip Rivers, very productive on and off the field. Jeez. Oh, okay, geez. that's a sports center move there. Um, no, Tell very, me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No, he's very, very productive. Every productive. I mean, very well put, Jack. You know, when you when you look at Thanks, Evan. You look at that draft class of quarterbacks with Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Philip Rivers. You know, Philip Rivers doesn't have the two Super Bowls that those other two have. Right. But you know, it wasn't because of him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the reason. Right. He did everything he could do. He left it all out on the, the field. You know, going to New England AFC Championship game after having some knee issues wasn't him. You know, it just they just couldn't, for whatever reason, get over the hump. Yeah, I'll put it in NBA vernacular for Jay as we get to Mike Wells, our ESPN NFL Colts reporter, who will give us some great perspective here. You know, Ewing ran into Jordan. And I think Philip Rivers ran into Tom Brady. Sometimes Tom, you're great. You, you run into Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Those that that era, era was tough. Yeah, I mean it just was a, a a tough situation being in a tough conference. There's no doubt. Only one guy comes out on top. Of course, Brady did it numerous times. Big Ben did it a couple times. Philip Rivers, though, the numbers you cannot argue. Top five in passes, top five in yardage, and top of the charts when it comes to the Chargers with Dan Fouts. He'll go down along with Fouts as the best quarterback in franchise Yes, history. no question. Even even to the point where the Raiders had a little snippet in there. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. They went deep into the playoffs. So we'll see, as did Rivers. Let's go to Mike Wells. Mike, of course, we know he spent 17 seasons in the NFL, 16 in Los Angeles slash San Diego, one in Indianapolis with his head coach, Frank Reich, who knows a little something about playing quarterback in the NFL, saying he had multiple seasons ahead of him. He had multiple good seasons left, and then he calls it quits. How surprised was the organization by Phil's decision on Wednesday? Well, the, the Colts had a feeling this was going to happen. I mean, they knew it when they gave him that one-year contract last spring that it could be a one-and-done type deal. And when Chris Bauer met with us uh, last week in his season in the um, media session, he said both parties were going to take about a month to decide what was best. But, I mean, Phillip Rivers, he's already had already accepted a head coaching job in Alabama, so he knew it was waiting for him. Only thing that was missed, that is missing on Phillip Rivers' resume is a Super Bowl title. And as Keyshawn was talking about, when, you, when you're dealing with Peyton Manning, Tom, um, Tom Brady, and Big Ben in the AFC, it's hard to get there. And the reality is, Patrick Mahomes is still in the AFC. Josh Allen is in the AFC. 
Lamar Jackson's there. So it was going to be hard for Phillip Rivers to get that. So there was nothing to play for for him except for that Super Bowl title, which was going to be tough to do. But the Colts knew this was going to happen. They knew it, w- it could be a one, one-year one rental to try to, you know, bridge that gap until they find their next franchise quarterback, hopefully. Mike, the only quarterback under contract for the Indianapolis Colts is Jacob Eason, who is young, hasn't taken any snaps. Uh, what are they plan? What are the plans internally as well as externally in terms of the quarterback position? That is a great question, Keyshawn, right there. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, who was the starter in 2019, is a free agent. Nobody knows anything about Easton because with no preseason, we didn't see him play at all. Only the Colts have watched him in practice. Uh, So the free agent market is nothing to get excited about. I mean, I don't see Jerry Jones letting that go anywhere, especially what happened in Dallas out there. You got got like Jameis Winston and Cam Newton out there. There's not much there. Unless Chris Ballard wants to try to trade for somebody, you're going to continue to hear the name of Carson Wentz, who's going to come with a hefty contract. And he has our relationship with Frank Reich, who was offered to coordinator in Philadelphia in 2017 when Wentz was on his way to potentially winning a um, MVP trophy. You have Matthew Stafford in Detroit. He's 30. He'll be 33 years old in a couple weeks. The Colts are in a tough position. And what's crazy is, for almost 20 years, this franchise never had to worry about quarter, the quarterback position yeah. because you had Peyton Manning, and then you had Andrew Luck. Now they're on the way to potentially having their fifth different week one starter in five years. Mike, okay, so you, you mentioned Andrew Luck. <laughs> I, you, you mentioned it. Is, it. is it a, hey, what are you doing, big guy? Is it a, don't call my phone? What, what happens in that conversation if there's one that should take place? Listen, Jim Irsay has said that, you know, if Andrew Luck wanted to come back, he would come back. But the reality is there's been no indication that Andrew Luck wants to come out of retirement, that he wants to get, a, you know, he wants to leave his wife and his young daughter and reading books all the time and come back and quarterback the Indianapolis Colts. Listen, I'm sure Jim Irsay, Chris Ballard, Frank Wright, they would personally drive the car over and be Andrew Luck's Uber to take him back to the facility if he, if he decided to want to come out of retirement. But there's been no crumbs dropped to give that indication. I mean, it would be a heck of a story if Andrew said, you know what, my body's completely healed, I'm ready to go, and I want to come back because I'm still in my early 30s. But I just don't see it happening right now. Mike, who would you like the next guy to be in Indianapolis? Would you like that to be Sam Darnold? Is that Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford? Who is the next guy? And, Mike, we got just like a little less than a minute. I I am going to say, I'm sorry, people are going to say Carson Wentz. I don't believe it should be Carson Wentz. Too much money. I'm saying Matthew Stafford. His, mm. his salary will be only like $9 million. He's still young. And when's the last time Matthew Stafford has really had a legit talent around him? He comes to Indianapolis. You have a legit defense. You have a running back. You have a great offensive line. So I'm going to say Staff, Matthew Stafford. Now it's up to Chris Ballard and the Detroit Lions to try to make a deal like that. Mm. Chris Ballard has done a fantastic job since he's become the Colts GM. And you can read more about this. Mike and all of our reporters are filing stories on all the 32 teams all the time. And Mike's latest piece is up right now on ESPN.com. And there are being no quick fixes now that Phillip Rivers is done. Mike, thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. All right, Mike. Take care, fellas. A bit. Also wanted to mention that the Colts have the 21st pick in the 2021 NFL draft, so they could obviously go with a known commodity. What could they get at 21? Could they parlay that somewhere else to move up? Just wanted to mention that's where they sit in the draft order. On the way, how many times have we said this? What would another championship mean for Tom Brady? But we know why this one would be so different. We dig into it next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.